Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They said unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. The Eucharistic readings during Easter tide, during the season of Easter, can at times be very confusing. We do not read through them in a chronological order as they relate to the different people in the gospel. This, for instance, last week we read from the book of Acts, the portion called the second persecution of the church. In that section of the book of Acts, we see Peter stand boldly and without fear, fiercely, in front of the chief priests and proclaim Jesus Christ. We see Peter without concern for his own life, witness to the power and supremacy of Jesus Christ. Peter standing before the chief priests comes after Pentecost, which in the life of the church occurs several weeks from now, when the Holy Spirit descends on the apostles and gives them that fierceness and that courage and the faith that takes them to the ends of the earth and stands them against all comers. When they truly feed the sheep. This morning's gospel, however, takes place before Pentecost. takes place before our Lord ascends into heaven. The gospel we read this morning occurs immediately after last week's gospel. When Jesus entered into the upper room eight days after the resurrection. And allowed Thomas to touch his side and his hands. Now, after being in that room. After being with Jesus risen from the dead, after seeing Jesus raised from the dead, after embracing Jesus, after Thomas touching the wounds in his hands and in his side, after confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior, my Lord and my God. What do the apostles do? They leave Jerusalem, go to Galilee, and go fishing. Now, it's a very odd thing. A very unexpected thing. In one way, their traveling to Galilee makes perfect sense. Jerusalem is filled to overflowing with Roman soldiers and with the Jewish guard who are looking and would very gladly take the lives of the disciples. So they leave out of concern for their safety, no doubt. But one would think that after all the things they have gone through, after they had walked with Jesus, after they had ministered with Jesus, after they saw the miracles he wrought, after they saw Jesus transfigured on the holy mountain, after seeing Jesus suffer, die, be buried, and rise again from the grave, after they put their hands in his side and in the marks in his hands, you would think that they would continue straight away to follow in the steps of Jesus. That they would continue to preach and to heal and to minister. But yet, they go back to what they were doing before the But yet, they go back to what they were doing before the issue. After all they've been through, after all they've seen together, after all they have witnessed, they go back to what they were doing before they met Jesus. Now we learn something from this experience. When they go back to do what they were doing before they met Jesus, they're terrible at it. They are terrible at what they used to do. Scripture records, and that night they caught nothing. It's not until Jesus comes to them at dawn and directs them, throw your net on the right side of the boat, that they catch any fish at all. 
Once Jesus gives him direction, leadership, they haul in a wonderful bounty. And they share a lovely meal on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Finally, Jesus gives Peter direction and vocation. Something to do other than fish. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Peter and the rest of the apostles, for that matter, were not to go back to their old way of life. They could not go back to being fishermen. After meeting Jesus, their lives are changed forever. Once they confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, they are no longer fishermen. Once they pledge an undying love, they are not even the same people. They who were fishermen are now become fishers of men. The empty nets prove that it is impossible for them to return to their old selves and to their old way of life. They are now committed heart and soul to Jesus Christ. They have died to their old self. They can only find fulfillment in the new self, in the Christ-like self. Now, thinking about this as it relates to you and I, difficult. Proclaiming, as did Thomas, my Lord and my God. Proclaiming, as did St. Peter, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Proclaiming these things puts a claim on our life. If we say these things and mean them, we are no longer the same people. We cannot go back. Our old way of life becomes as empty as the nets of the apostles before Jesus appears. Things we used to do, things we used to be about, now seem selfish, now seem self-serving, now seem prideful. They are unfulfilling, they are wasteful. Serving now seem prideful, they are unfulfilling, they are wasteful. We are changed forever. We too are to become fishers of men. It's a heavy claim that is made on our life. If we fall away from the church, we fall away from our prayers, from acts of kindness and love, we too begin to feel the emptiness of those nets. But yet, yet there's a greater joy and peace than we can ever know from things that are not of God. Proclaiming my Lord and my God, proclaiming, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. These things allow us to see the world in its full glory and radiance, even among the trials and the tragedies. We see in each face the image of God, not just a tiresome person. We feel in each embrace, in each hug, God's love, in each prayer, grace that strengthens our resolve and calms our fears. We are given a wisdom that is not of this world, a wisdom that sees the world for what it is, folly. But yet a wisdom that allows us to love the world, to live into the world, and to minister unto it. We are given a peace, a peace that the world cannot take from us, even in war and violence, a peace that passes all understanding. We are given a love, a love that knows no height, nor depth, nor breadth. A love that can survive any trial, be it sickness or disease, sin, brokenness, and yes, even death. So it is true that when we proclaim, my Lord and my God, we are changed, forever changed, and we cannot go back to who we were. 
It's also true that our life in Christ is more than we could ever hope for or imagine. So, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, let us resolve this day to proclaim with Thomas, my Lord and my God. Let us join in with Peter and say, yes, Lord, you know that I love you and not look back. Let us embrace and hold fast to Jesus Christ risen from the dead. Let us embrace that love and that peace and that grace and that joy. Let let us not only embrace these things, but let us in the footsteps of St. Peter feed the people with the love of Jesus Christ. Let us share with the world Jesus Christ living and true so that the nets of the faithless and the doubting, the nets of the broken, the lonely, the hurting, The nets of those who sit in darkness can be full to overflowing with the salvation, with the love that Christ offers to all who proclaim, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.